All right, welcome to another episode of DJ Jerica Podcast. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. So today, we, let's just get into it, man. Uh, this week, the internet was set ablaze when Cat Williams stumped out, went down to Club Shay Shay, and aired out every comedian that we've ever known in the black community over the past 25 to 30 years, all right? Uh, Cat Williams did not hold back. He unleashed a lot of, you know, facts possible facts i have to say alleged facts oh um he was airing people airing people out okay and um it's been a while since we've seen cat williams it was about maybe five years ago last time i remember him doing that interview when he was like really going in on wanda smith I, I believe her name is uh and that was a serious roast but he decided to come on club shay shay with shannon sharp and he made some allegations about many of the folks' favorite comedians, including uh, Cedric Entertainer, Steve Harvey, Ricky Smiley. But the thing I want people to understand is that he was responding back to the things that was said about him on other interviews or things that they may have said that was untrue and also just really just venting. It just felt like one big venting section and it lasts for three hours. And I'm saying three hours because I might as well just go ahead and round up and add the ads in between. So it's like literally three hours long. Um, and I can't say that I was upset watching it. And when I say upset, like I'm, I was upset that I had to sit there for three hours to watch it. It was literally like watching a stand-up special because Cat Williams is a comedic genius and he's hilarious automatically. He's just naturally funny. You know, he's one of those people that's just naturally funny. So I was able to just sit there and watch it and laugh and just enjoy it like it was just another comedy special for two and two hours and 46 minutes <laughs> but let's just get into what he, he spoke about okay so he just went guns a blazing i would say shannon sharp uh yeah i think it was basically cat williams interviewing himself shannon sharp was pretty pretty quiet he was just like he would chime in like a little bird he'd be like uh and you said and then cat williams would just go, go guns a blazing just boom 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 this is this this is that first thing he basically spoke about was Ricky Smiley. Um, Ricky Smiley had made a claim saying that Cat Williams uh, role on Friday After Next, where he plays Money Mike the Pimp, was supposed to be his role. And Cat Williams basically uh, replaced him. And Cat Williams, that angered him. It seemed like that angered Cat. And Cat was like, sir, no. It was a regular audition, and you didn't get the role, and it cast you as the Santa Claus role instead and he said it doesn't even make sense or even match his overall brand because ricky smiley he is more of a church uh church comedian you know i you know no, no cursing really um and you know of course he dresses up in in drag you know as a as a grandma similar to tyler perry and when i heard that you know because i i don't really follow follow ricky smiley like that of course um of course he he has his radio show and everyone in our community knows of him because he's been working for so long to build his brand you know he's well respected but i never viewed ricky smiley in a way of being a pimp like that just doesn't sound believable but cat williams came out and basically said that what he said wasn't true okay and then ice cube followed up yesterday and pretty much confirmed cat williams story that he auditioned but he didn't get the part because the part didn't match him for what he was and they gave him the role as santa claus instead or the the crackhead that was dressed up as santa in a movie right so after he responded cat williams said a lot of things and the way that he said it was uh, it was 
a bit taxing, could be a bit mean. Uh, Ricky Smiley went on his radio show and, re- and replied back, but he pretty much wanted to just wave the white flag immediately. His feelings was hurt. He said his kids' feelings was hurt, and he didn't want to, you know, say anything nasty about Cat Williams because Cat Williams is the father, and he didn't want Cat Williams' kids to uh, feel like how his feel- his kids felt. So he decided basically not to even defend himself per se you know um you can view it as a good thing or a bad thing these are older men you know they are older at least in their 50s and 60s so do what you got to do the next thing the second feud saturday entertainer cat williams came out said that saturday entertainer took his joke the joke he was talking about was a joke about him driving a cadillac and you know he plays music and it's like his closing uh his closing performance for his set now he said that he did this set back in 1998 on comic which was a show that was uh, syndicated on bet back in the day cat williams said that was his joke he made that joke the comedian mark curry helped him put that joke together and he was performing it all over the place for his closing act. And it was so popular and it took so well to the audience that BT put him in the commercial doing that particular act. Then two years later, the year 2000, Kings of Comedy dropped. And Cedric the Entertainer, he did a similar routine. Now, the reason why I'm saying similar, and I'm, I'm going to always say allegedly, but if you really look at both videos because the videos dropped on the internet as well. You can see if you are truly a fan of comedy, you can see that the concept and the mannerism of the presentation of the, of the act or whatever, or the joke, excuse me, of the joke was pretty much the same. Right. Um, you have cat Williams, he sits on a stool. Saturday Entertainer, he sat on a stool. Um, they presented the same way, like imagine yourself in a car, right? But Saturday Entertainer flipped it and said, oh, you know, if white people had the chance, they would leave us out in space and they would pull off. But black people would be right behind them, riding a Cadillac. Actually, we would be driving a spaceship, driving a spaceship like it was a Cadillac. And this and that, right? what he says 75 deuce and a quarter something like that and then he puts a cigarette in his mouth and then he sits down and they're driving now literally the hand movements is the same the motion how he presents the joke is the same the set is pretty much the same and the biggest part that was like okay he may have been inspired he may have maybe did do what cat said he did um was the part where he was closing out and the music starts to play i was like Hmm. It just seemed a bit suspect to me there. And I was like, okay, now. Now, after that happened, um, there was another clip. And there was a lot of people coming at Cedric Entertainer recently calling him out for borrowing jokes that was already um borrowing jokes that was already uh presented to the public not only from like actual stand-up comedians, but 
also from sitcoms. So it was a sitcom. I don't know. It looked like some old uh, 90s or 80s. It looked like it was 1980s, 90s sitcom um, where there was a joke. Uh, and the guy presented the joke to the co-star, which was a woman, about somebody meeting somebody and they basically was saying the name and stuff but what he was basically saying was like uh you could call me by my initials or whatever but what he said it was all together it sounded like an actual name and then there was a clip of Cedric Entertainer performing that exact same joke during one of his stand-up comedy shows and I was like okay that was the second one. Then there was another video clip of another man. I don't know who he was, um, but he was basically saying that, you know, it was a time where Cat Williams called him when Cedric Entertainer was doing his uh, comedy set at a comedy club or wherever, or I think it was like a bigger venue. And he called him upset, you know, saying he wanted to kill him, blah, 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 blah. And he was basically telling him to calm down that, you know, it's a it's a good thing that Cedric allegedly took his joke uh, because it's going to make it so he's much bigger and he's probably trying to help him out. And then Cat Williams' response was like, good, okay, I'm glad you feel that way because now he's doing your, your skit, your uh, comedic performance as well in his set. And then he said, excuse me, he said, what is he doing? And he's like... He was pop blocking. Now this I guess this um this man, he was known as a comedian that did certain routines or dance routines and stuff were part of his um comedic set. And it showed the video of him dancing and Saturday Entertainer dancing and it was literally the exact same dance. I'm not quite sure. Listen, I'm not saying that he's a thief. Um, I'm not quite sure the dates and times of these videos, uh, the other videos that I've seen, I don't know what, what day and time that sitcom came out. I'm not quite sure when the day and time of that other video that I've seen circulating came out. Um, but I did see it on one of the vlogs. Um, and I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. Um, another thing that also got me was him saying that, you know, kind of like Kevin Hart was a plant. I don't know how true that is. But he basically was saying that, you know, pretty much Kevin Hart came into the industry and he didn't have to work as hard. They just had things lined up for him. And Cat Williams was basically saying that he helped set that up technically for Kevin Hart because he wouldn't take certain roles if it made him look a certain way. He wants to keep his integrity. So he would pass it off and say, hey, if I can't do these certain accommodations to my liking, then I don't want to do the actual film so then they start to give it over to kevin hart instead and he basically uh would call kevin hart out you know a few times and particularly in this interview he called him out again uh basically just trying to say that that he's an industry plant do we know if he's an industry plant hey it's really up to what you believe and what do you guys think about that i want to hear your thoughts about that that comment that he said about kevin hart below kevin hart came out he made a little statement on twitter um trying to mix it up and advertise his new movie that was coming out i've seen a preview for that it's lax of days and honestly i'm gonna give my opinion in regards to kevin hart okay i actually seen him live so this is me giving a thorough um uh you know a thorough reading of how i see him in my thorough perspective uh about him and i i just feel like 
in the beginning of his, his his career, that was when he was his funniest. I actually seen him at the height of his career. I would say it was like his second or third comedy special. I actually went to see him when he came to my city. And it was funny. But after that particular comedy special, it was like he fell off to me. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like that happens often with um, comedians. They have the tendency of like when they're in the struggle, they're much funnier than, than they are when they get you know, washed down in Hollywood. And I don't know what that's about. Is it because they're not really living the regular life that they were before? I don't know what it is, but it just seems like, it just seems very, very prevalent that when you're struggling as a comedian, you're much more funnier than you would be after you finally make it. That's just, that just seems like the theme here. Uh, the only comedian I can think of that really, was super funny even with them making millions of dollars was Eddie Murphy. You know, um you know, and I don't know how much money Kevin Williams have, but I know that he's been actively touring for 20 years and he's still selling out of arenas like it was back when he uh made his film debut on Friday after next. And um yeah, you know, I I, I feel like I feel like I did, I just want to transition before I go into the next thing that he said about the other person. Um, everyone is always talking about Kevin Hart and comparing him to Kat and stuff like that and saying that Kevin Hart is better because he has some type of Hollywood movie deal and he's, you know, selling out arena, um, he's selling out arenas when he goes on tour, but he also, um, sells out in the box office and making blockbuster hits and films and stuff. But that doesn't equate to greatness to me. And the reason why it doesn't is because we just need, we need to understand that when it comes to movie productions, Fans come out for various reasons, and it may be perceived that someone is coming to see a film for Kevin Hart, but he has co-stars, and those co-stars have, have their own fan base as well. Um, directors have their own fan base. Producers have their own fan base if they're well-known in the industry. So that could, you know, make it so people actually want to go see the film for various reasons outside of it being uh, the comedian or actor that's starring in the film, right? On on top of that, right, in, in most films, a good box office, you're going to have millions of people come out during the weekend, make a lot of money, or let's just go into Netflix. So we're going to talk about numbers, right? Because in the past 72 hours, there's been over 26 million views of Cat Williams' interview, all right? But people want to say that Cat Williams isn't A-list, He's not an A-list celebrity because he's not in any Hollywood films. But to me, that is A-list. The fact that Cat Williams was able to go on a YouTube platform after not being heard or seen in quite some time, you know, giving a candid one-on-one -on -one interview in quite some time, um, for it to have 26 million views and it's just him. And all respect to Shannon Sharp for putting this interview together in Club Shay Shay. I'm glad that it's growing. But we tuned in to see Cat Williams, and that's just keeping it real. Because although Club Shay Shay does pull numbers, he has never, ever pulled the numbers that he did this week. This is historic. This is a landslide. This is a landmark. <laughs> okay. In regards to statistics and analytics, never, never seen anything like that, ever, all right? And for people to say that Cat Williams isn't A-list because he's not a part of Hollywood or whatever, 
I I studied the other comedians that was interviewed on that same platform, and none of them came close to his numbers. Even with Steve Harvey's interview, I think his pulled nine million. But you gotta understand that nine million was pulled over the past eight months. Cat Williams had twenty six million views in under seventy two hours. So the biggest thing that he also highlighted is the fact that he didn't want to compromise his soul and his integrity. And he spoke about, you know, the dark side of Hollywood, speaking about executives, you know, offering to pleasure him to get things done and how things was just really weird when he went into meetings. Choosing that, choosing to not compromise his soul is what led him down the path where he's not in the movies in Hollywood. And for that you know, to be the reason why he technically hasn't made it, which to me, that just sounds stupid, the word he didn't make it. How, how do you not make it when you're pulling 26 million views on an interview in 72 hours? Like, we have to stop the smoke and mirrors and the BS when it comes to this Hollywood stuff. Like, we have to stop idolizing people. We have to stop that because we let these people in Hollywood tell us what the cool is. When really, we're the one that make the people cool. It really comes down to the viewers, you know? It comes down to us. It, we, clearly, we've spoken, right? Because we showed up and we watched that interview. More than once. <laughs> 26 million times, right? But that's just something that I just thought about, you know, because Kevin Hart, he made a little generic statement. And then he also, he was on, like, some NBA sports show. And it was just so weird. Like, I was sitting there watching it, and he was, like, trying to make a few jokes or jabs at at um cat williams and they were just falling short and you could tell when somebody's paid to laugh <laughs> like i know you know kevin hart's the boss over there so it just seemed like the people that was on there was like oh we gotta laugh even though his jokes wasn't funny it's just like huh let's just move on let's just move on from that okay so then the stuff he said about steve harvey don't know if it's true but he claimed that steve harvey was not the nicest to bernie mac and that he was jealous of him while he was alive and that he was not pleased with the fact that Bernie Mac got certain movie roles. I think it was like Ocean's 11 or something. Um, and he was jealous that Bernie Mac had got, you know, his own TV show and all the other stuff that he had, you know, but he also highlighted that in the strangest way, Steve Harvey needed Bernie Mac, even though he was like kind of jealous of him allegedly, uh, because he said that, you know, Bernie Mac was the funniest person on the Kings of Comedy, and the Kings of Comedy was actually Steve Harvey's tour, and Bernie Mac pretty much stole the spotlight. And Steve Harvey didn't like that, but he still he still needed him. He knew he needed him. That's kind of like what he was trying to say. And then I actually listened to the Ed Lover show. Shout out to Ed Lover. And he basically confirmed what Cat Williams said as well about Bernie Mac, um, you know, because he said he was friends with Bernie Mac as well. And Bernie Mac said that allegedly Steve Harvey wasn't the nicest to him either. So you could take it where you could take it with that. Um, and Cowboy was also highlighted that a lot of the comedians, they lie and say that they're not trying to be in movies when clearly they do want to be in the films and stuff like that. And they'll say that to make them look good. But, you know, Everybody wants to get in the film industry. And even Cat Williams admitted that he wants to be in films and stuff like that. But he's not willing to compromise himself. You know, in a sexual manner, whatever. Whatever they're requesting, he's not willing to do that, which is which is wonderful. It's nice to know that he's keeping his integrity. 
How many people did he go down? Oh my God. I did Cedric's Entertainer. We highlighted Cedric, didn't we? Yeah, we already did that. Damn. So many people he just fired off. Like, first of all, hats off to Cat Williams. Uh, he's on tour right now, and I need to get me some tickets. I don't know how. You know, I got my own stuff going on. So I'm hoping that maybe next year or so. I'll be well enough and then I can go and see his show because I would truly want to see him live. Um, I seen Kevin Hart live and it was a good show. Um, but that was in the height of his career. So I'll probably wouldn't buy no more tickets to see Kevin Hart cause he's not funny to me anymore. Um, I just feel like he's, he, he just doesn't do it for me no more. So I'm hoping to see if he ever does go on tour. I'm trying to see him next year sometime. That would be great. That would be so great to see 2025 if he does another, another tour. I am hoping um, that I'll be able to go. And another cool thing, and we're talking about his tour, you know, people like to say he's not A-list, but he's selling out arenas. He's selling out arenas. He's breaking records in regards to his ticket sales, you know, uh, and people are still trying to say, oh, he's not that he's, he's this, he's that all these people that want to idolize these comedians and make it seem like it's impossible for them to be flawed and to possibly do things that weren't too savory in the beginning of their careers, their careers when they were trying to get launched. I don't put anything past anybody really, you know, and of course I have to say allegedly and stuff, but you know, I just don't see Cat Williams going on a three hour rant um just for the hell of it and I wasn't I, I, and let me not say rant because it's not really a rant you know um going on a three-hour venting section you know calling out individuals that may have done him wrong or wronged him in some form or fashion just for the hell of it I just don't see that I feel like he's been very um transparent I think that he's been honest now the part that was kind of Weird to me is when he was talking about something, he read like 3,000 books before he turned 12 years old. I don't know if that was true. But everything else, for the most part, there's been receipts and videos all over the web. Oh, back to the Steve Harvey thing. Another thing that he was speaking about in regards to Steve Harvey, he had said um, that Steve Harvey allegedly stole some of Mark Curry's jokes. And Mark Curry, he had his own show called Hang With Mr. Cooper. And he also said that Steve Harvey basically tried to steal... Um, the Mr. Cooper idea for his show, the Steve Harvey show, which was very popular in the late 1990s, early 2000s. And I watched the show. I loved that show. But he spoke about that. He also said that Steve Harvey hair was allegedly uh, a sewing or, or a wig or toupee or something like that. Now, that's something I heard before. I mean, if it's if it was, it is what it is. Uh, but more so, the part of the scandalous part is not the hair, okay? Because that was a good uh, high top fade. But... <laughs> Uh, the more scandalous part is him, uh, basically allegedly saying that he took, uh, you know, some of his jokes from another well-known comedian, you know, who currently is not on a radar right now, who's well-known comedian back then, but right now it's not as many people saying, oh, where's Mark Curry and stuff like that. But after he said that the internet dropped some more receipts, uh, showing Mark Curry on an interview with Fox Soul. A few years back, I want to say maybe year, a few years back, basically stating out of his mouth that Steve Harvey stole um, the jokes from his set and performed it during one of his shows. Not quite sure what show it was. We know, you know, Steve Harvey, he has a lot of shows, I would presume that or assume 
um, that it was the Steve Harvey show, the show that he had uh, more recently, um, where he was a host and everything else. But he was basically saying that he confronted Steve Harvey, the host of the show that he was being interviewed by, asked him what was said, and he said, you can ask him. He didn't really say what words was exchanged, but you could tell Mark Curry was, like, really upset about that. And, you know, the interesting part, the joke that um, Cat Williams performed on Comic View that he said Seven Entertainer had stole from him uh, was actually, you know, honed by and you know mark curry so it's just interesting how a lot of people in the industry that's been contributing so much to the well-known comedians out here are overlooked so i, I want to give a shout out to mark curry and hopefully you know maybe he can get his career where he wants it to be again i don't know if he's okay where he's at because a lot of comedians they, they they do okay you know on the road and stuff and we just don't know about it uh because they don't have a netflix special but they're actively working they're actively getting their bag you know so you know, I wish him the best. What else happened? He 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 threw a random shot at Ludacris because uh, Shannon Sharp was pretty much asking him about the Fast and Furious franchise, and Cat Williams basically said he was supposed to be a part of that, but he decided not to because they basically were saying it was some secret society stuff. I'm not going to say it out of my mouth because people, y'all ain't coming looking for me, uh, but he was basically trying to say that Ludacris is a part of some things that weren't too savory or organization that wasn't too savory, and he didn't want to be a part of it. That's what it, that's what it was alluding to. Ludacris came on the internet the next day and basically was trying to put out some random freestyle. I guess he was trying to address it, saying, that he wasn't a part of no secret organization i seen it i just was like why why can't i see that you're doing a freestyle but um why can't you just verbally say that it's, it's not true i don't know i don't know what's up with that i just feel like a lot of the people that he spoke about um responses were funny because none of them actually came out and say yo that is completely false that's unequivocally incorrect and it's false I, I haven't heard anybody say that. Now, the only person that really did some corrections was Ice Cube, and he came out and basically said that there wasn't no um, rape scene going on in Friday After Next because Cat Williams basically said that there was a rape scene on Friday After Next and, and Ice Cube or whatever, his team wanted him to act it out and you know, complete the actual rape scene. And Cat Williams said, no, nah, we don't want to do that. Let's make it funny instead because he wouldn't do something like that. And that's not part of his character. Um, or he wanted to be a part of anything like that. Uh, but Ice Cube basically said that that's not how he produces his films. And he's not that type of guy. And I believe him, you know, um, he's more of a comedic, you know, movie producer and, and nothing really crazy has happened in his film, except for the players club that he mentioned. But even then he stated that that was left to the imagination. Who else caught random strays? He randomly threw out Chris Tucker's name, associating with him with Epstein Island. I don't know what that was about. Um, what else? Who else did he? I mean, it was just so many people catch strays. But long story short, it was a hell of an interview. I enjoyed it. I'm glad to see Cat Williams back out here. I'm glad to see Cat Williams being fearless. I'm glad that Cat Williams didn't compromise his integrity as a man or uh, just as a human being in general. I'm glad that Cat Williams is being able to walk around with his head held high. And I'm glad to see him doing well for himself, even though, you know, um, there was a lot of, you know, things that was placed against him, a lot of obstacles placed in his way. You know, a lot of people that tried to silence him pretty much and he is still standing on his stool and he is talking you know and he's not a, a afraid to speak out and that's the thing that i respect the most about cat williams is that as a comedic 
genius, you know, because that's what he is. As a comedic genius, not only is he gifted in that way as a comedic genius, but he also has a lot of integrity. And, you know, I've seen a lot of comedians on the Internet talking about how Cat Williams is so generous and how he's helped so many people, and he doesn't talk about it. And, you know, I just have so much respect for him. Another thing, stop clocking people's networks. This is for the viewers out there. I've seen a ton of people on the internet talking about some, oh, uh, you know, uh, Cat Williams isn't as funny as Kevin Hart. Uh, look at how much money he has in his network. It's like, um, okay, what, like, when did money make somebody funny? Money doesn't make character. I just didn't understand that. And also, you don't know exactly what's in someone's bank account. And I'm pretty sure Cat Williams got more than two, $2 million in his bank account. I just never understood that. That was, that, That's weird to me. It's like, yeah, I get I get it. For y'all, cash rules, everything around y'all, cream, get the money, dollar, dollar, bill, y'all. I get that. <laughs> but for me, it's not about that. I think it's about character at the end of the day. So I don't want to be too long-winded with this. I just wanted to go in here and highlight some things from the Cat Williams um interview and really just get a man his props and his respect i'm about to head off of here it's been a long long week and i got a lot of news to go over more news to go over but i think i went through everything for the most part um big worm he also called a big worm uh phase on love he also called him out too that's another person he called out too and phase i had a weird response he basically was trying to say he needed help or something but really I don't understand why he needed help because he was basically calling him out basically because he's on allegedly, you know, he's been on the internet talking about him as well. Uh, I want to clarify another thing for people. A lot of people on the internet also saying, and I think I said also like 20 times, sorry about that. Basically, you know, Cat Williams is on here just rambling, but he's not rambling. He literally was like responding to these other comedians interviews where they would make a certain statements and cat Williams viewed them as false so he decided to speak up he decided to defend his honor he decided to defend his name that's pretty much what it was but we didn't know it was going to be three hours and now we're here we are 26 million views plus later and that's what we got uh thank you guys for tuning in i appreciate everyone this is the dj jericho podcast uh i'll be back hopefully I don't know when I'll be back. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get the viewership up on here, y'all. Like, um, yeah, it's hard to get this podcast launched, man. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. And YouTube, YouTube be killing me with the algorithm. My God, it, it's just like, uh, uh. Can I vent for two seconds before I get off of here? Cause I'm ready to get off of here. I'm a little tired, you guys. Um, uh, but YouTube be stressing me out. Like, I be trying to put together these podcasts and do this stuff. And trying to put together a nice presentation. And I try to put it on YouTube. And even though I have a lot of subscribers, it's like YouTube is not pushing my stuff like I want it to be pushed. And it's frustrating. So I don't know how many people are going to listen to this. Uh, I, and if you are listening to it, wherever you are, please, let's let's try to get this viewership up. All right? Um, because the more viewers, the more followers we have, the more I'll be on here. Um, I'm trying to get to, like, at least... 2,000 followers on every platform and 2,004 or 5,000 streams per episode at least. Um, I've been going viral all over social media lately. A million here, a millionaire, a millionaire. I need to get these viewers converted over to this podcast. You know, that's why I'm not doing long-winded all this. I'm going to try to do short topics so hopefully I can get the viewership building up. And then once we get settled, then I'll go and be long-winded and start doing more topics and stuff. Um, but besides that, 
I think that's it. Thank you guys for tuning in to my podcast. Share your thoughts about the Cat Williams interview. What were some highlighted parts that you know that you noticed and that you liked or certain points that he spoke about that you guys agree with or what you disagree with? Do you guys feel like Cedric Entertainer stole from Cat Williams? Was it obvious? Was it not obvious? What do you feel about Steve Harvey? Do you believe Steve Harvey stole from Mark Curry? What is your thoughts about that? Just like tell me what you guys think about this whole thing and do you guys feel like this whole thing is immature that all of these older men they just can't seem to get along? Or is Cat Williams just being able to you know, is it is it is it, you know, right for him to just be able to just come out and vent and should he come out and vent and say the things that he needs to say? So, you know, it's a free world, freedom of speech. Personally, I feel like he can and he should. Um, but y'all make sure you guys hit the subscribe button, like button, wherever you're watching. I appreciate y'all and I hope y'all have a blessed, wonderful weekend. Much love. Follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You guys are on YouTube. Make sure you guys go there because of course on YouTube I can't talk about certain things. It kinda like sucks. All right. Bye-bye.